to the freak easy. <laughs> you gonna go like? Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so I was gonna get the like. Did you the drop the hit, out. Did you drop the Hitchcock like the, and go back to the Crypt Keeper? Or? Uh, well, that's that's my deadite. Yeah, oh, okay, deadite. my bad. <laughs> the freak by dawn. <laughs> there we go. Now I get it. <laughs> freak by dawn. Freak by dawn. Freak by dawn. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I totally should have gone. Join us for the freak easy. Cut it, yeah. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. Re, re, right reshoot there. that. Right there. Right there. Uh, How does editing work? You can make that happen. I don't know. Oh crap. I just, I just, I just, I just bang on my computer. Until <laughs> yeah. It, until it says like the old days. So it says you have done a thing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the Freak Easy spinoff podcast of the Geek Easy. I am your host, Scarin Jaren, and I am here as always with the number one co-host, Phantom Dan. <laughs> and featuring, as always, special guest star, Plain Old Jonathan. Hey. Plain Old Jonathan. How are you? What's up, guys? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah? Hey. Yeah. Been a little edgy most yeah. of the weekend. I was gonna say, <laughs> little, little, little tense, yeah. a little tense, a little on edge. Yeah. yeah after after guys, this, I don't, I, I no longer enjoy darkness or trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vines are the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, guys! This week we are we are discussing geek horror royalty. Mm-hmm. I, I I almost have this kind of thing where I felt like. Uh, I mean, it's it, like it almost had mixed feelings about doing this episode because, on one hand, uh, the movies we're discussing tonight have been discussed and poured over and reviewed and lavished love upon by, like, you know, especially, particularly, like, kind of the geek culture, the geek uh, mainstream ad nauseum. Sure. But I also felt like. As representatives of that culture, we couldn't have a horror show without discussing them at least once. Right. right. So it's almost like it's almost like getting them out of the way. I feel like it frees us up to do whatever we want from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're discussing the Evil Dead series. Oh yes. Ah, juiced. Yeah. So I was like to start talking about kind of our early memories <laughs> of the Evil Dead. So my story happens backwards. Because I remember when I was in, I, my first memories are Army of Darkness. And I remember specifically, it was coming out around the time I was collecting comics. Mm-hmm. And man, I swear that poster was on the back of every comic book I bought for a solid year and a half. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember looking at it, and it's such like, it's got that kind of, I don't even know who's the guy that does like the Star Wars, Indiana Jones posters. <sighs> I, I should know you the should name, know. but everybody I know. everybody else yeah. knows. But it's got that kind of look because it's got Ash in the front with like the chainsaw on his hand, uh-huh. and then there's like you know everything from the movie is in the background, and there's even like the little Ashes stabbing him in the ankle with the fork, and <laughs> yeah. like you know the the witch lady like hanging on to him, and I was like, this movie looks insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until a little while later that I I actually saw the movie. Um, when I started playing, I had a crew that I played Dungeons and Dragons with, and we usually played Dungeons and Dragons on like a sleepover. You know, it'd be like a full weekend when we got together and played. Right. And so eventually, we'd get sick of 
playing and need to take a break. And there's only like a handful of movies that were good, like, you know, Middle Ages sword and sorcery movies. And, you know, obviously like the Conans. Um, uh, what was, uh, oh gosh, what was the one with uh, Willow? Willow. Um, Lady Hawk is the one I oh, yeah, yeah, think yeah. of. Uh, Legend. Oh, yeah, Legend. Legend. And, and Excalibur yep. were pretty much our uh, circuit. Um, and eventually, Evil Dead made it into that circuit. Or not Evil Dead, but Army, Army, of, Darkness Army of Darkness made it into that circuit. Nice. And it was such an outlier, but it was kind of like my favorite. And it was so goofy and weird. And, yeah. Uh, but it still had, you know, swords and sorcery. And it was cool. Right. Um, and then, like, eventually, somebody said to one of, one of our one of the crew, like, oh, yeah, that's that's part three of that, or, or that's a sequel to that other movie. And we were like, there's another one of these? <laughs> um, which there, there wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, right. It yeah. wasn't exactly. Not one of yeah. those. Yeah. And there still isn't. Yes. <laughs> but that was, that was how we found uh, Evil Dead 2. And so then I watched Evil Dead 2, and... Uh, you know, I really found Evil Dead at the same time I really came into my own horror. Because prior like prior to that time, the horror movie had just been kind of like, you know, oh, sleepovers when I'm at a friend's house where we can watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my mom didn't let me watch it. Right. And so, you know, but I had several friends who did. And so, you know, we'd watch a Freddy there. And then this was right around the time I was like 16. And all of a sudden I could drive myself to the video store right. and rent kind of whatever I wanted yeah. and watch it after mom went to bed or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, uh, so I was really coming into my own. And Evil Dead 2 was kind of one of the first ones that I, was a regular rental for me. You know, like, oh, nice. Yeah. So. Um, I'd, I'd usually get, you know, Evil Dead 2, maybe like one of the nightmares and then something that I hadn't seen before, you know, one or two horror movies I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my thing. And it took me forever. It honestly took me a while to find Evil <clears> Dead 1 because it was not widely distributed and widely available. Um, I think it wasn't until they did one of the re-releases. You guys remember when movies used to be hard to find? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Or like if you'd miss an episode of the TV of a TV show, you would just it's never so ever see that TV show, yep. that episode. It's so crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We've come a long way. We have. We have. That was the reminiscing portion of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I never really, I don't have a lot of experiences with this. Honestly, yeah. from like my childhood or anything, because uh, I I remember seeing that movie poster, like you said, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the Army of Darkness poster is so iconic, and it was plastered everywhere that it's easy to look at it and recognize exactly what it is, even if you've never seen that movie before. Yeah. Um, and I think it's another one of those things, like we've talked about several times with Psycho and stuff, where Ash the character with the chainsaw for a hand is so iconic in pop culture that even if you haven't seen these movies, you probably are aware of that character's existence or right. at least a guy with a chainsaw for a hand. Um, so yeah. I didn't see the Evil Deads until I was in my 20s. So I, uh, I never saw them when I was younger. I didn't see them until I was an adult. Um, and I saw Evil Dead 1 and 2. And I remember specific specifically at the time being very confused what the continuity was between those two (laughs) because i was like well so i don't get it like two is just like a remake of one or like what's actually going on here and i never got like a real answer on that so that was always confusing to me and it always just kind of stayed that way in my brain like evil dead 2 
was kind of a remake of Evil Dead 1, and that's just kind of always the way I looked at it. And that's kind of true, I guess, in a sense. Right. I mean, we'll talk about that as we're going through it. But um, Army of Darkness, I've definitely seen parts of it, but until we sat down to really watch all these for this show... Um, I hadn't actually seen that one like that is so really bananas. paid attention. Yeah, to that is nuts. And it's I know it's weird. That's a, I, I that's a total why. Dan movie. I know it's yeah. fantastic. So I have no idea why. I have no idea why. But hey, I've watched them all now, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a weird like I'm usually really good at remembering how things came to be if they're this important to me. And this is one of those where I, I don't know when I saw these first. I know it was after. I'm sure it was after Army of Darkness came out. Um, and like you guys said, I saw those posters and everything for that all the time, but I had no idea what it was. And then I can tell you who I saw these movies with, um, because I had some friends back around then, uh, who were real big into the originals to begin with. Uh, and I'm sure they would have seen army of darkness when it came out, but I'm sure I never saw it in theaters, all the positive. Um, I also tend to try to watch things in order. And I believe that started in childhood. <laughs> so I'm relatively sure if I knew that Army of Darkness was the third of something, I probably would have watched the other ones first. And I do remember watching it with that group of friends. The thing is, I don't remember if we were 12 or 17. You know what I mean? Like somewhere in that range, I finally got together and sat down and, and watched through all of these. And uh, like you've hinted on, the just the stylistic differences as you're taking that journey, especially when you're not used to the the format so much and didn't know anything about it like i liked all of them a lot but for completely different reasons as you went through yeah. <laughs> um, um and then they just became kind of cemented in that like ash is just such a uh, iconic yeah exactly mm -hmm. uh character and he goes through i mean he's he's almost three different characters in three different movies he right really there is, yeah absolutely um and but, even again if you count the ash versus evil Dead yeah, yeah. Series, I yeah. Feel like he changes again yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah <laughs> um and yet always still feels like the same character. exactly that's yeah. what kind of what i was getting yeah. at like yep. yeah. it is but but it's also it's but it's always still him you know yeah. and yeah. like the first one seems like the real outlier from everything that comes later because it's the it's the only one that is grounded in any sort of reality which is weird to say about that movie <laughs> right but um um w learning about how they came to be and and the process behind it um, when when I did get into these, I was real into finding out how stuff was made and whatever else. And I think I've forgotten more about the history of these movies than I remember probably. But I just remember being so enamored with the amount of, of uh, you know, underground guerrilla warfare that went into <laughs> making that first one. Yeah. And then the way the series progressed from that was always real interesting. And I had the same thing you did about, I had it stuck in my head that, Two was just this weird non-remake of one, kind of sequel, kind of remake, until we just watched it again for these, and this time it really seemed to flow more like an actual sequel. Mm -hmm. I think as right as we were getting started, I made a comment about it, and you kind of laid out what was about to happen, and after you laid it out, and then I watched it happen, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is this does flow way better than I remember it doing, but yeah. in, in my head it was all just one jumbled, like, half recap, half what happens next yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember, so, <clears throat> I, I following along that, um, I remember what, when, I, the, when I first saw the second one, I, I could not imagine how that was a sequel. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the way the way it started off, I was like, "What is the what? Yeah. What would have happened in the first movie?" <laughs> um, but I don't know. You know, it all it always kind of made sense to me. Uh, and when we when we get to talking about the sequel, Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what that was meant to be and and some behind the the behind the scenes stuff you were talking about. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the first one. Um, the other thing that's important to note, like with all of this, you know, I don't know that we need to kind of go through and recap the movie so much and just kind of talk about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but one of the things about this. Uh, franchise, I think, is I feel like it's one of those that's also tied very strongly to that kind of you know background, like like the behind the scenes stuff, and you know because this first one was made for you know what like sixteen hundred dollars or something like that, you right. know. Um, well, actually, I think it was what ninety ninety thousand. Yeah, well, I know the I, I read just today the yeah. goal was one hundred and fifty when they were looking for financing, but I right. don't know if they got to that or not. Yeah. Um, but this was, you know, it was, it was it was shot by essentially a group of three friends who kind of found the cheapest actor, the cheapest local actors, the cheapest local crew, just anybody they could who just wanted to help make a movie, and and were intent on kicking it in Hollywood's door however they could, you know. Sure. And I think that has kind of grown, you know, it's like. Now, now it's like commonplace. You know, there's all kinds of people who do a thing for YouTube and then make a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? And like, like it's yeah. so commonplace now. But this was like before that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's almost like these this grandfather of geek culture. And and I think that's intrinsically tied to yeah. why these movies are a success because not only was this movie did it come out and it freaked people out because it was a horror movie and you know kind of a different kind of horror movie than anything else we'd seen before. Right. But uh, it's also very early. You know, you kind of heard about like, or that 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 came out that like, oh, this was just like a bunch of nineteen year olds making making a movie with their friends. It's you know? it's funny the way you make that relation too with like nowadays you see a bunch of people who just do this one thing and then they get a Marvel movie because Sam Raimi was kind of the grandfather of that gorilla yeah you know movie made and there's other people who have done it um, but not not quite to that level you know like I've heard stories about uh, you know Steven Spielberg basically just uh, uh, conned his way onto a movie set and just took an office job that nobody was paying him for and then started doing <laughs> stuff but that's not the same this is these yeah. guys just going out into the woods and yep. filming this stuff and doing it and then further ahead so now he's the grandfather of those guys who just go and get something done and then get these big contracts and make these Marvel movies and he's also the grandfather of most of those Marvel movies yeah. because he you know his giant success went on to be the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. franchise yeah, totally. which laid the groundwork for a lot of what became yeah. like the Marvel system of yeah. how they how they make those movies and so. just make these movies look like the comic book and people yeah. will still pay yeah. to see it yeah, exactly yeah, exactly yeah. that's yep. amazing that's amazing so the first Evil Dead mm-hmm. 1981 is just it's it's iconic. It's historic. It's not very good. Can we just can I can I yeah. maybe that's a hot take. Can we just can we just go ahead and put this out there? Like it's it's the story is rudimentary at best. The the effects are choppy at best. Sure. <laughs> like you know, I, and to the like to the point. Um, 
I, I, I feel like I can talk trash about this movie because it comes from a place of love. <laughs> but this movie is just not all there. And, like, in 81 even, I feel like how, you know, because it's like, oh, the most terrifying movie in history. Like, really, guys? Mm. Like, really? Like, like, I can tell in that one scene she's just spitting out cottage cheese. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know what cottage cheese look like. Yeah. I'll play uh, I'll play counterpoint on that one. And I, I Like, you're not wrong on <laughs> on any of your descriptions there, but um, I, I think it holds up a lot better than than the way you're you're saying it there. Uh, that movie does still freak me out just a little bit. Yeah? Uh, yeah. And a lot of it is conceptually you know like they are cheesy effects especially when you get to the end and all the claymation faces are just melting and all that stuff like clearly that's not exactly the stuff of nightmares i'm not sure if it was in 1981 or not but i think it was low budget by any any degree but but the earlier stuff the first half of that movie especially when um you've just got those you know those cameras rushing up at that house and that music playing and when you've got all these kids who you know don't know what's going on the, the acting's not terrific by any means, but, you know, at first time, the the deadite shows up and possesses somebody, and all of a sudden their friend is just, you know, taken over and all freaky looking and just trying to, like, gnaw them to pieces and tossing them around a room and stuff like that. I still think that is kind of that, 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 that does get to me uh, on that level a little bit. And, and again, like you said, the, you know, the effects may not be top-notch, uh, but... F- for for all the movies I've for for all the horror movies I've seen from that era, I think it lands right up there with the majority of them. Uh, if if the effects aren't quite as good as some, I think the shock value makes up for any of that. And uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm still a big fan, even not ironically. I love all the claymation stuff. So much. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> it just it it reminds me so much of like man like Pee Wee. And uh, uh, even like some of the Beetlejuice stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, man, yeah, I just, sure. I don't know. I love those effects. And yep. I know, yep. I know that they're cheesy. And all that stuff was years standard. and years later. I, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Those were years after this. And I know that stuff is cheesy by today's standards, especially when CGI is what it is or whatever. But, man, I don't know. There, there's something I'm always going to love about those more practical effects or the, the, yep. I don't know. I love it. I think yep. it looks great. And every time we saw anything like that in that movie, I got so excited. <laughs> I was like, yeah, movies need more stop motion yep. claymation stuff. Because yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I agree. <laughs> uh, and it just, it just doesn't do it for me too yeah. much. That's, and that's fair. Um, I, do, I do really like the idea. You know? I mean, because... So at the time, we kind of had horror along two different lines and probably still to this day you could look at it this way mm-hmm. but there's like the slasher mm-hmm. you know because the slasher 81 the slashers were big we had already had you know uh, uh, Halloween Halloween yeah those and, and you know there was a bunch of those mm-hmm. that were kind of going along that line and then there was like the supernatural like the exorcist and mm-hmm. uh, cool. you know poltergeist you know what I mean along that lines where it's a little less Gory, right? You know what I mean. It's it's a little more like oh freaky and oh what is you know the little 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 girl spitting pea soup. You know what I mean, like yeah. Um, <clears throat> which scary enough, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two different ones, and this kind of met him in the middle. You know, this was kind of like what if poltergeist, but everybody dies horribly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Totally. Yeah. So so I kind of like I kind of so like horribly. 
yeah. 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 I kind of liked that melding. Um, I just, I don't know, just something about, you know, a lot of the... An, an actor's face caked in plaster of Paris, I can tell. And it just makes it a little... Cheesy for me. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. sure. Yeah, no. And it clearly is that you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. it either is or isn't. And as you said, you you know you can you can talk about it in that light, but you're still doing it from a place of love. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I still love this movie. Um, but yeah, it just it's just I just yeah. I, uh, I I wonder you know if it, if it hadn't gone on to be to have the other ones, and if if Sam Raimi hadn't gone on to be what he was, I just wonder if we would still be talking about Evil Dead today. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, one of my favorite parts about rewatching the first one is always just wondering, like, when when did they decide to just break Ash? You know? Uh, Because, obviously, he's... In this movie, he's sort of the everyman protagonist. Yeah. Starts to lose it a little bit towards the end, obviously, but he never goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he never goes full ash. He, say, he never goes twenty percent ash so in this movie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then you come back to the second one, and all of a sudden, it's like seventy percent ash. You know, <laughs> like, it just goes from from zero to sixty, like at the well in in the five year span, I guess. Well, I, I would say one thing about that is is I don't think. They weren't making an Ash movie. Yeah. They were making a horror movie, and it just happened that, well, Bruce Campbell's... Bruce Campbell's our anchor actor. Yeah. You know, so so he'll be he'll be the... He'll be he'll have to be the last one to go. Yeah. And that's, like... And I knew, you know, I, I no part during this movie, but I just, like, when, when they're... Th- do they come up with two when they get the job for two? Do they come up with two as they're making one? And at one point, when they're sitting there writing it, they're like, what if... Are every man from the first movie turned into a Looney Tune? Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. It's it's interesting to see the progression with these because the first one was so serious mm-hmm. and like was trying to be just this horrifying, gross, scary movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second one still has all those elements, but then they just decided to add a bunch of comedy and camp to it. Yeah, and then it, you know, it, obviously by Army of Darkness. It's totally shifted right. that other direction completely. Yeah. Yep. But it's I, it, I don't know. It, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what was there? I, yeah, I don't know. That what was the decision yeah. to like I'll make that shift? Because like, I don't I, think there's anything in one that plays as a joke. You I know? don't think so either. I like think I laughed when he kept getting thrown into furniture and it fell on him yes. the exact same way every time. But, but I don't think that. But, was, but, they, but they weren't. They, yeah, they didn't write it for me to laugh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Bookcases, his only yeah. weakness. <laughs> well, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that. So, I've I've seen, you know, video essays and stuff. I've seen people talk about how the what's a video essay? I hate you. It's a YouTube video. I hate you. Oh, That's okay. It. <laughs> it makes us sound more distinguished. That's about to say, yeah. Like, Sounds kind of like uppity. I'm not just making some video about toys. I'm making video essays about toys. That's Scholarly, awesome. yeah. See, got it. See, goodness. <laughs> Can you get a PhD for those? I don't think so <laughs> yet. Yeah, I'm sure there's. And I can go print um, one out somewhere. <laughs> well, 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 a couple. A couple. Doctor Pixel Dan. <laughs> Doctor Pixel Dan. <laughs> I was gonna say a couple. A couple of video essays 
have to get old enough to think they can teach somebody yeah. how to do it properly. <laughs> there you go. Before, before we get doctorates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what I'm coming to, um, I've seen some, some stuff where they compare constructing a horror scene to constructing a joke and how that's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you see a lot of that in the Evil Dead. You know, like there's 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 the build up, there's the twist, and then there's the punchline, right? And they do that in all like like that happens in any good horror kill, happens in any good joke. So while they weren't specifically funny in the first Evil Dead, that same sort of mentality was still playing through a lot of those that makes sense. scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's absolutely no. Uh, doubt that he was still patterning some of those scenes after Three Stooges routines and Three Stooges episodes. I mean, when Ash is in the basement and everything's dripping blood and everything's leaking, you know, the blood's filling up the light bulb, like that's lifted straight from A Plumbing We Will Go, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Three yeah. Stooges one. Interesting. A Three Stooges show, yeah. Even the light bulb light. We didn't know it was blood because it was in black and white. <laughs> Whoa, the three well, yeah. way more gruesome. Yeah, wow. I got to go watch a bunch of that now. <laughs> well, no, even even that scene with the light bulb, there's a, there's a scene in the a Plumbing We Will Go where a light bulb is filling up with water, just the exact same as we see it fill up with blood. Like, it's lifted specifically. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think needs to be pointed out in your point with, you know, when do we decide Ash is like this guy, right? Um I feel like there's just a huge a huge progression from movie to movie by Bruce Campbell. Like like Bruce Campbell in the first one Bruce Campbell's just a 19-year-old kid who's got a little bit of, you know, well, I don't want to say untapped because they're obviously tapping into it, but he's got a little yeah. bit of natural charisma. Yeah. Um and in the second one, he is like a full-on performer and I don't know that he did a ton of stuff in between, but you know, you get on you get on set those first couple days with him and you're yeah. like, oh this guy yeah. yeah yeah it's so it's so crazy watching that first movie and seeing little kid Bruce Campbell yep. and hearing his voice that's not quite deepened yet <laughs> and like it's so weird yeah dude, but, did he wait till like twenty six to go through I know days? right because his voice sounds completely different <laughs> and everything but then by Evil Dead two he he looks and sounds like Bruce Campbell yeah. it's mm-hmm. so weird <laughs> for sure yeah. Well, and that's the a, a, a point I was going to make up kind of as we went along, too, is he seems more like, you know, when he's doing the everyman role, he seems like the guy who could become the hero. But later on, as he progresses, and he just gets goofier and goofier, but at the same time, like, he's the guy as you go forward. So you would expect that to almost go in reverse. Yeah. Like, he would have to get serious to become... You know, the guy jumping into the center of the fight, but it goes completely the opposite of that. And that is kind of that charisma growth, I guess, explains both of those, you know, like on the one hand, what does this guy think? And on the other hand, I'm going to get behind this guy if he's between me and a demon, you know? So shall we move on? Any other thoughts on the first movie? Well, I guess we should probably talk about some things like uh, the Necronomicon, which is like, this is like the kind of our main villain basically is the book of the dead that they find. And that's the continuing theme with all of the movies that we're talking about is that this book is what's basically bringing on these deadites, bringing on the possession, causing all the killing. And it always happens when somebody reads aloud the, 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 the magic words 
out yeah. of the Book of the Dead, and then boom, it's it's everything starts over again, and mm-hmm. all the killing starts again. And I, I think it's important mm-hmm. to kind of talk about like the end of the first one is where he throws it in the fireplace, and that's what ends the whole thing, right? Well, we except it doesn't. Yeah. Except it doesn't. That's but, that's yeah. where he melts the. Thrown in the fireplace destroys the two deadites that are actively trying to kill him. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> right, yeah. right. But that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of where the movie ends, though, right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, but but, but the but the the thing is still coming for him, though. Right. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it always. Yeah. They always kind of end that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They never. Well, I think this one's a little more overt about it too, though, because like you know, he's he's got the the two deadites are in the process of murdering him. <laughs> he throws the book into the fire. Uh, they melt. For twenty minutes of claymation, uh, they, they explode for part of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's you know that's my favorite part because they don't just explode. Giant hands come uh, out. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I always thought that was that was cool to see. You know, a different kind of thing happening. Those mm-hmm. hands coming out like something reaching, like it was trying to hold on, or maybe something pulling them back. Whatever. Either way. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but then, absolutely, we get the tra- the chase through the forest that comes through the forest, up through the house, and, and right up to Ash, and he screams, and then credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, you know, it's a little a, a lot of horror movies want to leave it ambiguous, or like, oh, is, is he going to get God, or is he going to? I feel like Ash got God at the end. Of, you know? yeah, when, when they didn't think they were going to get a sequel... That Ash yeah, the, yeah. The end of that movie was yeah. him dying until yes. it wasn't. Until right. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And that just that 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 shot of the camera just flying through the woods with that music and stuff like that, yeah. which is another thing they go back to a lot. Mm-hmm. But it, it, man, that, that gets me sometimes. You know, not I quite cowering in the corner gets me, but or whatever. But it always raises the uh, heartbeat a little. You know, for sure. That's, yeah, and and that's a, that's a cool thing. Um, and uh, a, a cool thing about that from the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, Sam Raimi invented like three or four different rigs with what he had at hand to get those shots. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Nice, yeah, very cool. Um, they did one that was like, uh, like they would they set the camera on a two-by-four, basically, and two guys held it at either end and then ran through the forest, so it like smoothed it out enough. Oh, but that's a little, cool. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, very cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. They did some interesting stuff to get it. It's a great shot, and it's it's in all of these movies, mm-hmm. and it's just so iconic to this franchise that it wouldn't feel the same without it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and there is there's there's a lot of you could just tell they're experimenting with a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. There's, they, they do that one shot towards the end where it's like it's like the the back of. Uh, Bruce Campbell's head, but he's upside down, oh, and yeah. then the and then the camera just kind of pans around and over, and then like comes back up like to his face or whatever. And it's another one like I don't know that they needed to invent anything for that or whatever, but it was just a really neat shot. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't play a specific purpose to the happening, but it really added to kind of just the feel of you know everything's upside down right now. Yeah. And now everything's totally. literally upside down, and then it just kind of got that with the music and everything, and then boom, you're there, and then you know more. More insanity happens. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Cool. So, Evil Dead 2. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. So, you were kind of asking about, you talking about you weren't sure how that came to be, how they or how they made that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, a little backstory uh, between the movies. Um, <clears throat> so, Evil Dead 1 comes out, and uh, they actually, they, they make it, and then it's so horrifying that they can't find anybody in the states who will distribute it. Um, I think they took it to Cannes, 
Um, and not like Cannes Film Festival, like like they went to like Cannes Movie Shop <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and played it there. Um, and some people saw it, and a couple European. Um, and this isn't specific. This is kind of like broad strokes, right? For everybody who knows more than I do, um, they found some European com- distribution companies that would distribute it, and uh, they distribute. So they distribute it, and it starts getting buzz in. Over, you know, in, in Britain and Europe, wherever they're showing it. So then American studios, were, distributors were like, oh, okay, well, this is a thing. Let's show it here. Um, Sam Raimi was charged with, uh, what's the, obscenity? What is, what is that? Um, creating obscene um, imagery or imagery, something like yeah. that. Um, had to go, had to go stand trial for it. And really, yeah. In Britain. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which, which I, which I think is, I mean, I guess if you ever want to make more movies, you, you can't just be like, well, I'm just, I just won't go to Britain ever again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I feel like if, if somebody came to me and they're like, Hey, uh, your movie got you charged with obscenity in Britain. I'd just be like, cool. I guess I don't go there anymore. I don't go, Oh, I better yeah. go and, uh, that, uh stand trial for that. <laughs> That just seems like a weird thing because he didn't make it there and he wasn't a citizen there. So I could understand them not wanting to show it and outlawing it if that's there. But I don't know how they charge a foreign citizen for making a movie in a foreign land that's, and it getting distributed yeah. there. Like, he didn't walk it into movie houses personally. Right. If you're going to charge anybody with that, don't you charge the people who are yeah. playing it, you know, or, you know, distributing it at least or whatever? Yeah. Weird. There, there, was also, there was also something to do with, because it was also the video release, I think, that got him charged with that because, like, the whatever British equivalent of the MPAA or whatever had made them cut 10 minutes out of the movie or whatever. Um, but then when they release it to video, the people who released the videos were just like, and eh, nobody, nobody from the MPAA is going to watch this or notice. And of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a funny said. thing for a director. Cause I just, I could just picture like making a movie and releasing it here. And then, the, you know, somebody being like, Hey, we want to sell your movie overseas, man. All right, cool. And then opening the mail one day and it's like, Oh, somebody in, Bangladesh wants to put me in prison now. <laughs> right. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not not going to that. Yeah, <laughs> but that that was a whole big thing because that was the onset of the video nasties, which was a problem for uh, Clive Barker when he made Hellraiser. Oh, um, so it was this whole big thing where huh. all these videos were like on banned lists and everything mm-hmm. because they were graphic and obscene. Good grief. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, Sam Raimi goes on and, you know, makes some movies. Uh, in particular, he makes Crime Wave, which is a big flop for him. Um, and it uh, I've never seen it. <clears throat> the things I've seen from it um, all look like Three Stooges stuff, even though it's supposed to be like this kind of high-concept crime story story with a love story with an adventure story and some horror elements in it and just you know sounds very Sam Raimi um and nobody liked it and he they and it got a lot of studio interference and had problems and they wouldn't let him use Bruce Campbell as the main actor and everything uh so they were all unhappy with that experience Uh that's why they decided to go back to the well and make Evil Dead 2. Hmm. And they knew they knew that there was an audience for it. They knew they could make it for, you know, relatively cheap and they knew it would make money cuz horror movies make money. Yeah. Um, but then they don't make a horror movie. They make the Evil Dead 2 instead. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um and and so uh, again we come to the, you know, coming back to kind of the this 
these crazy rights things. Um, they get Dino De Laurentiis to produce Evil Dead. Um, he did not produce the first one. Well, obviously, nobody produced the first one. They had to create Rosebud Productions, I believe it was called, to have a production company. Because yeah. they just went out and found you know dentists and lawyers and whoever they could get to contribute money to this thing. They weren't working with a studio system yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, so they had invented this Rosebud or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now they're working with Dino De Laurentiis. Um, they want to... They make this movie with the plan of just showing a recap with footage from the first one. And so this movie is intended to start from the moment where Ash gets eaten by the demon at the end uh-huh. and, and proceed along that story. They can't get the rights to use that footage. <laughs> so they have so to do weird. this. So they, so they pack the first half with this kind of condensed uh, first few seconds of, you know, Ash coming to the cabin with his girlfriend and yeah. she gets possessed right they away. They changed it a little bit because right. it was yeah. just them, those two. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, they pulled the other three characters out and they just sort of yeah. mashed right. together. Yeah, and so it ends up being this, seeming like it's this weird, like, well, did... Did Ash escape and then go back? Because that seems foolhardy. Yeah. You know, or is this <laughs> or is this a remake? Like what's what's the you know, what's the deal? But it's this great movie. I love I love Evil Dead. As as much as I am like, I don't know if Evil Dead works looked at objectively, I love everything about Evil Dead too. Yeah. Yeah. I just I can't get enough of it. It's just there's none none of the suspense really makes it makes the leap but like all of the gore yeah they turn up the camp but in the best of ways yes they add humor elements to it um your leading man has grown leaps and bounds you know from where he started you know both both as both in leading man qualities and in just general like you you know like performance and overperformance Mm-hmm. qualities like the the ability to command a scene yeah. even when it's just him yelling at his own hand right. yeah you know? and you know what's, and, and what's super interesting too is like you know they have a lot more money to work with on this one because they have an actual mm-hmm. studio backing them and uh but he's still you know so they hire all these professional actors and he still steals the scene you yeah. know what i mean like yeah like it's it's such a jump for him you know like i'm gonna be around all these real actors and man (laughs) you know like you would worry about that considering his biggest credit to that point is this movie we made with whoever we could find right you know yeah um a lot more they do a lot more of the claymation in this one yep um (laughs) I, i felt like this was I feel like this is the one everybody thinks of the Evil Dead. They think of this one. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. probably accurate. Like, yeah. This is where this is where, this is where the, the chainsaw other, becomes a character. I was gonna say yeah. the chainsaw becomes a character. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the whole fight with his evil hand yes. feels like such an iconic Evil yep. Dead thing. You know what I mean? And that scene's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so are you aware that's also just straight stolen and repurposed? Nope. <laughs> so the guy, the guy he worked with, so he actually worked with the guy who made that. Um, there was a guy who had made a short, and I don't know what they did with shorts back then, um, but it was called. I think the short was called Helping Hand, mm-hmm. and it's the it's basically a, a short that is this housewife battling the hamburger helper hand. What? Yeah, or the hamburger helper glove. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I want to see it now. Yep. Um, 
I have no idea if you can find it. I'm sure you can. Yeah, I, but, I, uh, have, yeah, the, yeah, I have the internet. It's, it's got to be out there you know, somewhere. It's got all the elements. You know, I, I think it yeah. runs and gets caught in a mousetrap at one point, and it gives her the finger, and she tries to smash it and does all this stuff. And, <laughs> and Sam Raimi, he's, you know, I saw the guy interviewed, and the guy says, you know, I made this little short. I was trying to get notice for my special effects and stuff, and I get a call from Sam Raimi, and he says he saw my short, and he just wants to use that and wants me to come do it. And so we did it with Ash's evil hand. Nice. That's yeah. incredible. Well, you know, they, you know they, they did a short before they did the first one, too. Yes. Yeah, they did a short yep. film to prove that they could make a feature length and to try to get some financing yeah. from it that they in, shopped around. In the woods? Into the yeah, woods. Within, within, within the woods, the woods. I think. That yeah. sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Cool. Which yeah. my understanding well, is it's basically just a short version of the Evil Dead. Yes, and they took they would take that around to their investors. And I heard uh, one of them, probably Bruce Campbell, talking about how they they call up these investors or these you know dentist lawyers or whatever, and be like, oh yeah, we talked to Doctor So and So, and he said you know he knew he couldn't invest, but he thought you might be interested in it, and they'd be like, yeah, we don't want to, and we'd be like, well, we just we just like to come around and and show you our we have a small film we made, our proof of con- you know our to show you kind of what we're going to do on a bigger scale, and they're like, yeah, but we really don't want to do that kind of thing. It's like, oh great, well we'll be there around eight thirty. You can just see our you know and they're just like, <laughs> you know they just show up and these people you know play this movie on their kitchen wall whatever you know yeah. where they could find a flat enough space to do it amazing yeah amazing yeah so the evil hand's great i love that entire scene yeah Especially, like he cuts it off and then it's just running all over the place <laughs> does the mousetrap thing flips him off it's insanity and yeah. i love it i <laughs> yeah. love it i love it when it's still attached and it's just dragging him across yeah, the floor just yeah. like by the fingertips oh that part where he's like knocked out yeah it's like just dragging trying to get yeah to, yeah well, well also has there ever been you know we've we've seen Plenty and probably most of them are takes off of this, but plenty of times somebody gets the hand try their own hand trying to attack them, or they're trying to hold back. You know, yeah. it's got a knife or whatever. Has anybody ever done it as well as no. Bruce Campbell? No, no. Not even. Yeah. Not Devin, no. Devin Sala made a whole movie like that, and it, yeah. was, it was not as good. <laughs> and that was Devin Sawa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love. How much of that movie is Ash just losing his mind by himself in the cabin? Mm-hmm. Man, um, yeah, you know, it's so much of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like just like the biggest chunk of that movie is just him going bananas by yeah. himself. Yeah. All the laughing and and like you said, like he's like a Looney Tune. Yeah, basically yeah. In this movie. Well, it makes you feel like like you wonder if there was how much relief that character would have felt when other people did show up because it's like oh well now you guys are in the way and you're all definitely going to die and try to kill me when you get possessed but at least i know it's actually happening now yeah yeah (laughs) like it's not just me losing in the woods (laughs) and then the like the entire the entire like transformation into like hero ash is so amazing but like that really does feel like the moment where it's like Oh, now we've just totally flipped over yep. into into this is what we're doing now. Yep. Okay, yeah. this is what we're doing because there's that that just that whole scene where he like he saws off the shotgun, he attaches a chainsaw to his stump. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. It is totally well, yeah. insane. Too, they even had the uh, the the wherewithal to build that little clip like on his arm so he could hook the thing yeah. in there so he could just yeah. start it. Like going it. like that, or whatever. Like they put some real thought uh-huh, into that uh-huh. in the twenty seconds they were trying to not get attacked by demons and put this whole thing together. <laughs> right. Got the holster on his back for his, his boomstick, mm-hmm. and it's amazing, dude. So, <laughs> He's got the one sleeve ripped off. He's looking all buff. 
<laughs> it's amazing though, because that whole scene when that's happening, it really does just feel like the movie has taken this total yeah. turn at that point. It's yeah. like, wow, we have really, really just shifted into the absurd at yeah. this point. But I love. Well, it. when we talked last week, you know, when we were talking about Psycho, how Psycho was like two movies put together, almost yeah. three movies like into one, like yeah. in a in a very deranged version of that same concept. Like that, there is the like this is the moment where this goes from like. This is kind of like Evil Dead, but it's a little over the top. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this isn't even Evil Dead. This is, <laughs> it's this, not this, even this, Evil Dead yeah, anymore. It's yeah. its own thing now. <laughs> yeah. Any questions? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the chainsaw? Part of it. Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think, though, there's, there's a little bit of that that is... And I don't, I don't know exactly how I want to say this, but you watch so many horror movies, and even if you're into horror, you know, and even if you realize this is just not part of the genre, like, there's so often you're just like, okay, why doesn't somebody just grab a baseball bat and go to town with, with Jason Voorhees? Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like yeah. I feel like I would do that before I'd run away and let him step out in front of me and chop me with whatever. I just, there's this baseball bat right here. Let's let's go heads up and see who wins. You know, and so this is a horror movie where horrible stuff is happening the whole time. And then finally the one guy is like, all right, you know what? I'm going to stick this chainsaw in my hand and we're going to go heads up and see who survives. <laughs> chainsaw hand. Yes. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so like there's that kind of cathartic... Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's throw it out. Yeah, if I'm know? gonna go down. I'm gonna go down in a way no one would ever believe. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's probably part of the reason. Something that makes it different. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, this could have easily have just been because once they once other people show up, it really falls back into. The first Evil Dead, you know, it falls right back into all those. There's somebody chained in the basement, you know. Yeah. Everybody's everybody gets like a nick, you know. They get wounded and then they turn into a devil or a demon, whatever, a deadite. They turn mm-hmm. into a deadite and we gotta chop them up, mm-hmm. and but not before they hurt somebody else, who then immediately turns into a deadite and right. we gotta chop them up, you know. So it's kind of just like this, you know. It's right back to the same old stuff. And just when you're like, well, this could this could easily just become the first one again, uh, they just go all the way bananas. <laughs> yep. And Ash is like, all right, chainsaw hand, chainsaw hand, sawed off shotgun. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fight a slow. I'm, I'm gonna fight a stop motion dragon, and uh, then we're gonna open a hole in space and time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And we're all gonna get sucked back into the Middle Ages. Man, man. Well, that's the that's another thing too that I was kind of surprised by watching it this time. Um, I didn't realize that they set up Army of Darkness so like thoroughly that like at that yep. midpoint in the movie they were like looking in the Book of the Dead and there's a drawing of Ash with a chainsaw hand standing around a bunch yep. of knights. Yeah. Yep. And and, and she I said, forgot about that too. Yeah, because like the lady even says something like, "Oh, that's the chosen one." Yeah. He, he was prophesized uh, to stop they, the. They, they call him the, the hero from the sky. Yeah, the yeah. hero from yeah. the sky. So like they set that whole thing up and I. I thought that was really cool that they had that planned out so much already. Yeah. I would say if I were an evil book, I don't think I would write about the guy who was meant to stop me in myself. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, although, you know, they never really talk about who, who wrote the, that book. So it, it, it almost seems like it's a collection of like... Uh, it mentions the Sumerians. 
Yeah. yeah. I remember that because I immediately just flashed back to Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, because they even get, I know they get into it a little bit more in like the remake, but like there's like, you know, stuff is in that book that talks about like stopping stopping the deadites or yeah. like, you know, because like there's, the, there's, there's like the instructions <clears throat> in there about like how to turn somebody back and stuff like that. And like that whole opening scene, I know I'm jumping way ahead, but there's the whole opening scene where like they... They, they burn the girl to kill off the deadites, and that's in the book. Oh, and I knew it. tells one. them to do yeah. it in the book. So, like, that book does have stuff like that in it. Yep. So I always just kind of assumed it's like a collection of things that people have written about the this terrible, I don't know, yeah. this, this whatever, this evil. Well, and, and the, the other thing, too, that is um, that that passage where they reference Ash is in those lost books, the lost pages. Remember, because the oh daughter, yeah, that's right. Shows up with that's the lost pages. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and they are they they now they just they call them the whole time the lost pages of the, the book of the dead. Yeah. Right. So they just imply that they were yeah. torn out or whatever. Yeah. Except they look totally different than all the other pages in the book. Uh huh. And that's probably just my own little headcanon kicking in a sure, little bit. Sure. Sure. But you yeah. know they do look totally. Well, but different. if it is pieced together over time or whatever, yeah, then exactly. that makes sense anyway. Yeah, so, so yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so then the, that movie ends with a portal to space time opening up and Ash and his car getting sucked away. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and, if that movie couldn't go any more bananas, right. it ends with him just dropping into the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I, I've, I've always really enjoyed the end of that. There's just something, and, and, I, and I don't know what it is, but there's just something so, man relatable to me like i feel it you know because because he drops into the middle ages and there's all these knights around and they're about to kill him but then a, a deadite comes flying in and he just stands up and shoots it with his yeah you know shotgun and it die falls down whatever and then all the knights start like you know hail heels come from the sky and they're all like cheering <laughs> yeah. him but they have that like slow pan back where he's like realizing what's going on and he's like oh no yeah. no <laughs> yeah. and i don't know there's just something like i feel that like like everything he went through and like that realization of like i'm sucked back in time i, yeah. I where you know what i mean like i don't know i feel that i don't want to like, be the chosen one from the sky <laughs> right as like this as like this this perfect yeah bit of horror to end on it's even worse than like just have gotten killed by the Necronomicon. You know what sure. I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Or the, the Deadites, you know? Just like, oh my... Yeah, I don't know. I always felt that. Yeah, for <laughs> real. For real. Uh, which brings us to Army, Army of, of Darkness. Darkness. Um, so, now the the middling story of Army of Darkness. Uh, they're all super famous now. Um, they're all making other movies. Well... <laughs> They're all, they're all doing yeah. stuff. Okay. They're all doing stuff. Okay. They're, they're well, uh, yeah, they're, they're all actively working. They're okay. all established now. Uh, Sam Raimi gets tapped to make the most anticipated movie of 92. Two? Dark Man? Oh, 90? <laughs> 90? Yeah. I, was say I think it's before this, I think. Before, it, it was definitely before yeah, this. Yeah. So. so well, so that's that's the thing. Um, so he makes he makes Dark Man and again uh, the studio the studio decides that they are going to mess with everything he does and as change his final do. cut, as they do. Yep. Um, he loses you know, control of the picture at the end, has another really bad experience, and Sam Raimi wants to go back yep. to the well somewhere where he feels safe and even though he gave, Even zone. though he gave us Liam Neeson. Even though he gave us Liam Neeson. <laughs> um, 
He was unhappy with how that experience had ended. Uh, so he goes back to do Army of Darkness, a third, a third Evil Dead. Um, <clears throat> they, make, they make the movie. Uh, they are working with Universal now. And they make some deal. You know, uh, Dino De Laurentiis and Universal make some deals. They're all going to work together. They're really happy. Uh, they shoot this movie that is long and grueling and, and you know, just a horrible process. Because apparently, you know, watching the, all these makings of, apparently uh, making movies is just horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, especially if there's, if, there, if, there's, if there's more than, like, basic makeup so the lights reflect off your skin properly. Yeah. Uh, it, every movie is just the most awful thing you can ever want to do. <laughs> that's that's what I've taken from learning about the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, 1990. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, so they get Army of Darkness shot and finished and cut. And Universal goes, thanks. And then sets it on the shelf for over a year. Because they are in a legal battle with Dino De Laurentiis. Because they are making Silence of the Lambs, and Dino De Laurentiis made Manhunter. Oh. So he thinks he owns film rights to Hannibal Lecter. Okay. So actually, actually, and, uh, <laughs> side note, um, Army of Darkness and Cuffs were both placed on, were both finished, cut, edited movies, placed on hold for like over a year while Universal and Dino De Laurentiis decided this legal battle over Hannibal Lecter. And that's what stalled out Christian Slater's career? Imagine where he'd be if Cuffs hadn't sat there for a year. Uh, Sky would have been the limit. Uh, I don't know if that's... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm just not even going to... I'm not even going to engage with that. It's probably, uh, so probably, Army probably of Darkness, for the best. Army of Darkness, uh, we have completely abandoned... Even the pretenses of making a horror movie. No joke. And this yep. is just a full-on adventure film. Yeah. Uh, more akin to uh, Jason and the Argonauts. I was going to say, uh, it's a total, like, swords and sorcery yeah. type of flick. Yep. Yeah. Um, With Ash, a chainsaw and a boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, Ash stuck back in time. And, you know, it always, yes, it always seemed... at least one blood cano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One blood cano. Um, there, there's a, a weird... I always thought it was kind of weird, and I guess it doesn't matter that he went back to... Because, like, I don't know if Kandar is a real place, but they're always referenced as Kandarian demons. Um, they talked about, you know, ancient Samaria and stuff. Uh, so, like, it always seemed weird, because those are not the Middle Ages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that so that he ended up in the Middle Ages with a, a, a knight named Arthur and, you know, like, fighting the... I was just... I mean... Not the movie to nitpick something like that, yeah. obviously, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just always seemed kind of weird to me. Once I saw the... Yeah. It's just, there, there, there's a point where there just are no rights or wrongs anymore. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't have a lot to say about this movie. Something... You know, it disappoints me that... Uh, so, you know, we get, we get the, the scene in the beginning where... Um, he's been enslaved, and they throw him into a pit to get eaten by a couple deadites, and then yeah, like they, not not Merlin throws him his chainsaw. So they they changed it a little bit, right? Because from the end of the oh. the end of Evil Dead Two, they were all like, "Yeah, all hail this guy that fell yep. from the sky to save us." But the beginning of this movie, the king was just straight up like, 
No, nah, that dude's totally with the other army. Yeah. yeah. Lock him up. We're going to yeah. kill him right yeah. now. And then that's just like how it starts. So. Well, so, so it's sort of the reverse, right? So, like, yeah. the middle one is this hub of, of reality. And, like, you know, the, the first movie is an expansion of, like, the first three minutes of Evil Dead 2. And Army of Darkness is, like, an expansion of the, totally. last, the last three yeah. minutes of Evil Dead 2. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's funny. Yeah. So he gets locked up, and then they, yeah, they take, yeah. they drop him in that well, which is where there's deadites, apparently. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, not Merlin <laughs> shows up, throws him down his chainsaw hand. Yeah. Well, we get the hero shot where he jumps up, yeah, and clicks into it, catches it, yeah, and then the and then kills both the deadites with his chainsaw hand. I love it. Um, oh, but then, but then, almost right away, he makes a mechanical gauntlet hand. Yeah. And then the chainsaw is just not a factor in the rest of the movie. I know. And like, I'm I'm always so disappointed that when we get to like the final big sword fight he doesn't there's no point where he puts the chainsaw back on and wins the sword fight with the chainsaw like yeah. that that feels tailor made for that movie and yeah. they just skip over it super weird wow also uh like i mean that dude was years ahead in the prosthetics game yeah, right. what was he doing working at a convenience store <laughs> Yeah, so that's some stuff that they kind of set up with Ash in this one that feels very different from the others. Because we get that small recap from him at the beginning of this one where he kind of recaps a combination of Evil Dead 1 and 2, which is kind of neat. But he adds in that whole thing like, well, I was just a regular guy. I was working at this store, S-Smart. And then we see all the stuff we've never seen before of Ash being just this goofy retail worker. Which is just kind of what we were talking about earlier. feels like that... That evolution of the character where he has morphed again still feels the same, but seeing him as this, like, that's what he was before the first Evil Dead movie, supposedly. Yeah. But that doesn't fit with the character from yeah. the first Evil Dead at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this thing only clocks in at, like, 81 minutes. Yeah, like it's it super, just short. super short, and, yeah. it's, and it's one of those. And I'll say, like, and I love this movie, so I'm not, I'm not uh, downplaying it in any way, shape, or form. But that's one where I always think, uh, 81 minutes seems so short. I could probably use a little bit more of this as much as I love it. But then I think, I, I don't know that this movie could survive 86 minutes. <laughs> I really don't. I think this might be right in its wheelhouse. You know, <laughs> yeah, like it's perfect right here. And and if it was like 98 or whatever, I think it might have just been overplayed. Yeah. <laughs> and and there there are extended versions you can find with with extra time in the um, extra time when he's in the uh, windmill oh, fighting okay. the little hymns. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of there's like five extra minutes of that which I don't ever want to see. Um, and I, and I know there's so there's a ton of extra footage from the big battle at the end. Uh, because apparently Sam Raimi just loved blowing up those skeleton puppets. Oh, so <laughs> like, I can only imagine. So, yeah. yeah, I love those skeleton. Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> that entire end scene is amazing. <laughs> um, so, so a couple. Th- so one of the things we hear about is, is you know, Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell. They let him do a lot of his own stunts in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, obviously. But. Say, I'm not sure if he used the word let him. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there's a common thread in all these movies of, like, uh, Sam Raimi just wants to torture Bruce Campbell as much as he can. And one of the notable things that I noticed in watching, doing my research for this episode, uh, they all talk about there's a, a moment in 
Army of Darkness, where Ash is running through a a uh, cemetery. He falls over, and all these skeleton hands start smacking him in the face yeah. and pulling his cheeks and whatever. And several, a few cast members mentioned that that was the first time they'd ever seen that. They they shot that and shot that and. Uh, Sam Raimi just kept going and smack him with this, pull it with this, hit him with this. <laughs> and they said that they reached a point where Bruce went, hey, buddy, I think we got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this. And, and, you know, they were like, that's kind of the first time we'd ever seen that happen. Uh, <laughs> and Bruce Campbell got up and walked away from that shot. So oh, man. <laughs> uh, that was always one of my less appreciated moments in the movie and i don't know it's just like it almost just gets a little too goofy um because it because it is it's just like like a, like a hand comes in and grabs his face and he's like ah gosh you know and there's no reason he can't use his hand to put it away but he does he like blows it away <laughs> you know and then one comes in and fish, fish hooks him from one side and then one fish hooks him from the other <laughs> side and they poke him in the eyes but then he tries to block it so they come in from the side <laughs> and it's just like you know and i'm like what are we doing this is not <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, it's super this is crazy. just. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably about what happened is he was like, "I'll just push this as a joke. We probably won't even use this scene." Oh, for sure. You know, and they pushed it and pushed it, and then he legitimately upset Bruce Campbell, and then they got to the <laughs> editing room and was like, "Maybe I should act like we really needed uh, that." What uh, are we I clocking in? What scene. are we clocking in like at right now? Anyway, eighty minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's just put in two minutes of this then. <laughs> and then yeah. For sure. For sure. Um. We get Evil Ash. I feel like Evil Ash, the the the, I, the concept of Evil Ash became more iconic to the series than the Evil Ash monster. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, I I feel like I hear you know I'm I'm bad Ash, yeah. and you're good Ash yeah. way more than I hear any other line or see the image of that yeah. monster. Sure. Well, because I mean, the, it, it, it it doesn't need to be evil ash anymore after that scene right. it can just be like the head monster yeah there's nothing else that plays it back into being like his other right. half or anything yeah. like that even though bruce campbell definitely played that monster <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah he was absolutely pointless for him to play it and unnecessary for it to be yeah lash beyond that point um I, i've always felt like when, when i when i first saw that movie before i knew it was part of the evil dead I always felt like I like I just enjoyed the comedy and the kind of sword and sorcery setting, you know, and like why has he got a chainsaw hand? I don't know because it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after seeing it, once I know about it in context, I feel like there is a lot of missed opportunity. Yes, yeah. a lot of missed plot, a lot of missed opportunity. Um, like it should have mattered that it was that. Ash was the chosen one who fell from the sky, right? Yeah. But there was a good one and an evil one, you know? Um, it should have mattered that, you know, he, sh- he why, how could he not, like I said, how could he not go back to chainsaw fight? You know, he's he, here he is in medieval times and, you know, trying to sword fight and this evil monster, you know, is going to kill him in this sword fight. How could he not go back to throw me the chainsaw? Yeah. You know? Totally. Man, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. They, they totally... Uh, uh, the kind of not love interest, but she gets kidnapped and turned into an evil witch. But then, unevils as soon as they 
blow up the head bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all that just means nothing and goes nowhere. And they don't even destroy, you know, they blow up the head bad guy. It's not like they destroy the Necronomicon right. or break the spell. They just blow him up and then she's fine, which is not how it has ever worked in any other, any of the other movies. Um, yeah, I just feel like there was a lot, you know, I, I, I feel, I almost feel like, Sam Raimi got in his own way on this one and like he could have made like he was just like yeah, nobody's going to stop me from making this you know oh let's just spend 10 minutes in this in the cemetery smacking ash with, with books and, <laughs> and bats and fake skeletons you know uh, I got all this money for a Jason and the Argonauts uh, army of skeletons I'm going to spend you know two thirds of my time shooting that <laughs> and you know I, I can't blame him, and I've, I've never been the one going, man, I've got all this continuity that I could tie into this, but also I'd rather just have fun making this movie because Darkman was terrible. You know, like, like yeah. so I, I don't know, but I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities on it. But uh, there's a there's probably a perfect version of this movie in some parallel dimension that's got all that stuff in it, yeah. and there's... This version, which is you know perfect for what we love it for, so, so for sure. There's there's a we live in the darkest timeline. No, I'm saying there's a lot of parallel dimensions that have versions of that movie that are somewhere in between, and not a single one of those work at all. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's fair. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, it's super funny that you bring up that because I want to go ahead and present my own little head cannon here before we before we move on to the last movie. I want a head cannon. Um, well, you know, and actually, I, I'm, I'm going to change the move here. Um, so there's also Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, which is a series, three season series, um, that continues Ash's story, right? Uh, we watched the first episode. We did, yeah. which which I highly recommend. If you're if if you have if you're a fan of these movies or haven't heard of these movies or are watching any in in anything you do regarding these movies, if you don't feel like committing to three season three seasons of a series, I get it. Watch the first episode because the first episode really to me feels like the fourth movie mm-hmm. like, like it like it's it's satisfying it ends on a satisfying enough note even though it's left open to continue the series it's not like left on a real cliffhanger yeah you know what i mean yeah um you get kind of all that like you know you, you, you see ash being ash and not wanting to fight the evil dead when they start popping back up um but then he has to, and he gets, you know, he comes back to the chainsaw. We get, you know, we get another great hero scene where somebody throws in the chainsaw and he dives he in dives and locks in. locks the stump into it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's but, amazing. Yeah. I just think it's funny that he's running around with like a wooden hand instead of that prosthetic that he put together in twenty minutes with medieval technology. Yeah. Okay. So think? coming coming to that in that continuity even in the show when he does the recap that show he does not go back in time he leaves out yeah the army of darkness stuff he didn't even bring up in that yeah recap. fair so, enough so he so he escaped he so in in ash and the evil dead he did not get sucked into the vortex in my in my heart he did yeah so uh, so <laughs> that, that, that's fine but that's what i'm coming to because i've uh, in my head canon all these movies happen in a different 
universe, yeah. parallel universes. It's a multiverse thing. It's a oh. multiverse because in each version, the Necronomicon is is different. Yeah. So they're all different versions of the Necronomicon and how that story has gone differently yep. in yep. my head canon. Yep. The Which act- works out fine with the the re- remake. Uh-huh. Which, sequel, yep. remake, remake, will into the Asher verse, whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> um, before I don't know if we're moving on to that. Before we yeah. move on to that, we should bring up the alternate ending for Army of Darkness, though. Okay. You guys have seen that, haven't you? Yeah. That's oh, just no. one of those. Oh, you have? Oh, uh-uh. oh. Okay. Well, spoiler say, alert! Should have watched it. No, it's Dan, okay. Yeah, my bad. Um, there's a there was a you know collector's edition or whatever that came out in like the late 90s or something like that i think that was the first time it was released like easily accessible because that was back before you had youtube where you could just find everything on the internet but they always talk about how there was a different ending for that movie and it was actually like one of those exciting things to find and finally see but uh basically at the end you know he's supposed to drink like two drops of this potion or whatever to get back to the normal time and at the end of the movie he does and he comes back and army of darkness ends with him at the s mart explaining the story to somebody yeah and then another dead-eyed attacks in modern times again and he's all kind of back into the action well in the alternate version he does the you know can't remember the three words thing you know where he's like ah, how many drops of this am i supposed to take or whatever and so he ends up taking like 10 instead of 2 or whatever <laughs> and he wakes up like way into this dystopian future where the deadites have taken over the world and he's all bearded and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. he's not older he's just all bearded yeah. you know and uh so he slept through like his time and however many years or centuries or whatever and he just wakes up now and now he's way too far into the future <clears throat> and is stuck there with deadites running Running oh free around God. the world, yeah, amazing. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's a wild one. So <clears throat> that brings us to the real reason I wanted to make this episode. <laughs> for real, this is the real reason you wanted to make this episode. <laughs> because I've been talking about this remake for dude, so long. This this I, I I say with no hyperbole. I think this is the best remake reboot of all of them. Yeah. I think it is like 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 any like not horror like any any reboot that has been done has not been done as well as the Evil Make yeah. reboot from 2013. I don't feel like there's any doubt to that. Uh, like I'm sure the comment section can give me a hundred examples that make me go eh meh maybe, but off the top of my head right here and now, I can't think of another one that comes close. Yeah. Um, I I this this movie is probably top three. Horror movies for me, really? Yeah, nice. Um, <clears throat> I love this movie so much. It, yeah, it, it it encompasses what a reboot should be, uh, because it is not just well. We saw the first one. Let's just kind of make that again with yeah. modern science, you know, uh, special effects or whatever. Or you know, this thing was popular, so the studio wants another one, so we can have you know. This is really like they went they went back to like the original concept and the original script and and went okay instead of taking all the old characters and moving to you know it it would have been so easy for them to make the original evil dead but a little goofier and with the army of darkness style ash character and the chainsaw hand and all of that stuff like right there in the beginning but instead they went back and went you know conceptually this movie uh, with a little bit of you know m- money and 
a little bit more experience going into it. Conceptually, this thing could have been absolutely epically terrifying. Yeah. Uh, let's go make that movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> this movie brings the seriousness back yeah. to the whole thing. And, uh, you know, like, because this is just straight up a horror movie. Yes. With, with just, it's gross. Yep. And it's terrifying. And it goes straight back, like you guys are saying, to the roots of, well, let's just throw these people in this cabin with this book of the dead and then watch the demons do terrible things to them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's totally the core of this movie. It's It's got the spirit of the original. And it's cool because they're completely different characters. Mm-hmm. So they are not even the same characters. But there are... A lot of nods in this movie that aren't direct remakes of like scenes that happen in the original, but things that are like there for you as a fan to go, oh, that's cool. That that's totally a nod to this, or that totally ties into stuff that's happened in the previous one, previous ones. But it stands on its own as its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's its own movie. You don't have to know anything about Evil Dead. You don't have to have a love for this franchise. You can go in and watch this movie, and it is a good, scary, gross horror movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's a great sign of a good remake. Mm-hmm. A good way to remake or reboot a franchise. Well, I think it's so interesting. You know, last week we watched the remake of yes. Psycho. <laughs> yes. Which was a, a, a shot for shot remake for the most part. Yeah. And yet this still somehow captured the spirit and all the elements of the original Evil Dead better than the remake of Psycho did. Hands making down. a shot for shot like, remake. Yeah. Hands down. Like, it's, it's amazing. Right. And, you know, it, one of the things that's been kind of a cool theme with this year's movies that we're watching is we've watched remakes for <clears throat> for all of these movies already and it's really interesting seeing the contrast between how each of these remakes were handled and the psycho one is is just like the most insane example because they they literally went into that movie and said we're just going to remake the original psycho shot for shot line for line but it's modernized and it was terrible 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 you would there's just no reason not to watch the original movie right and then this just it does something completely different where they like they make a brand new movie but it's just got the spirit of the original and it's done so perfectly that like like you said yeah it's like even though psycho was shot for shot the same thing as the original this captures the spirit of the original evil dead so much better Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. and and it has all you know it, it has all the scenes you would want Revisited, yeah, right. It's got the kind of demon flying through the forest. They still do that shot. Yep, it's got somebody (laughs) trapped in the, you know, somebody trapped in the. Uh, chained in the basement. Man, they even do the lo- vines Looking again. up through the door. Mm-hmm. They even do know? the vines again. And, and the probably again. more terrifying than yeah. they've done in any of them. Well, you know, I also sure. I, I also had to laugh because I was watching that thinking, you know, remembering John's comment about, well, we could just watch the first Psycho and go, what if this but worse? And that's definitely what they did with this movie, only in the right way. Of in the right yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like, what, yeah. what if well, the scene I mean, from the first Evil Dead... But way, way worse. Like yeah. the like the parallels between the the two there, because like Psycho was already pretty much a perfect movie, uh-huh. and then they're like, well, why don't we just do it again? And it didn't work at all. Whereas this one was like, you know, they they meant very well, and and parts of it worked very well, but it was very limited by time, budget, uh, all of that stuff. What if we? make this one again but 
but do it better. Yeah. And you actually can, you know? Yeah. And they actually put the heart into doing that and sticking with the spirit rather than just ho humming through yeah. something that they, you know, they used to study. Right. You know? <clears throat> I, uh, I love the visuals in this movie, as, as gross as they are. Yeah. I mean, like, it, this movie makes you cringe and makes oh, you... Oh, my goodness. Like, it, I, like I, I, turned, I had to avert my eyes multiple times yeah. in this movie because it's that gross. Yeah. But, like... One of the things about this, we wanted to. We wouldn't let ourselves the first time we saw it. It's one of those things where, like, like if I'm watching the tongue thing, you're watching the tongue thing. Uh, I was going to say the uh, the scene that I remember we were watching it the other night, and it was the uh, the bathroom scene where the girls cut. Oh man! Because like you see that, like they you know they flipped that page in that book. They warn you like three times. They warn you that it's coming, (laughs) and then like. That you hear that scene coming, and I was like, "Oh no, she's cutting her face off, isn't yeah. she?" And like it gets to that scene, and I was like, "I don't want to watch this, but I do want to know, but I don't want to see this, but I kind of want to see this." <laughs> and then there she was, yeah. just sawing her face off with a piece of glass. And then that dude walks in and slips on her cheek that's on the floor. Yep. <laughs> it's awful. Yep. It's so, so awful. Yep. So but good. what I'm getting to is. Um, with the visuals, one of the things that really does stand out, and it's another one of those things that's always going to make me support this, uh, the only CGI in this movie was for some of the fire mm-hmm. to make the fires look bigger. Nice. Other than that, this was all practical effects. Oh, my effects. goodness. That's crazy. And that Even just makes thing? all the difference. Even the tongue thing. Oh yeah. wow! It makes it really does make a difference. And like I, I was even kind of reading some stuff online how a lot of people were terrified of this remake because they were worried about it being a CGI fest. Because mm-hmm. that really, I mean, like we talked about it with uh, it when we were watching it. Yep. Like part two, like w- way cranked up the CGI and it did kind of cheapen it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and you know, so like in this movie, like the, so these effects were just brutal yeah they were brutal yeah. and so knowing that like they really did all i didn't realize crazy. it was I, I i knew there was a lot of practical i didn't realize everything was yeah, practical. these yeah. guys deserve all the oscars so they yeah so like even though the like i was reading because even though this director uh what's his name Fede um, alvarez so yeah. he's known for his really good cgi effects but he specifically refused to use cgi in this because he wanted to follow sam raimi's yeah. uh, footsteps and yeah. do practical effects i, I, yep. I think feel, that's awesome i feel like <clears throat> horror is not served by CGI. It's not. As, as good as it is now, yeah. there 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 yeah. needs to be some visceral it, it, feel to the to the yeah. practical effects. Uh, it, CGI it, it, turn turn my superhero movie, turn my Fast and the Furious movie, turn that into a cartoon. It, I'm good with it. it, it. Uh, that's you know that's what I was mean? about to say. It, like, it is great now. You yeah. can do some cool and scary stuff with yep. it now. But especially if you're using it loosely, it yes. always has that cartoon polish to it. Yes. Always. And that does work great for a superhero. And it does yep. work fine for you know muscle cars versus tanks. Right. It does not work for horror if it's yes. overdone. You yep. can sprinkle it in here and there, right. but you overdo it and it just takes you out of that realm. Totally. You know? totally. Yeah. There's nothing scary about yeah. the Roadrunner. So, I also want to bring up the the story, because um, that you know there there's so many. You just accept with horror that like okay, these guys are going to ignore obvious problems, and they're going to run upstairs when they should run out the front door. Like that's just the thing we accept with horror movies, yeah. right? Sure. Um, they do such a good job of. M- because they're all out there for for Mia, who is 
uh, a heroin addict. Yep, recovering yep. addict. And yep. so and so she's going to cold turkey, heroin, and you know you get you, you have to get through seventy two hours something like that um, for the physical addiction to be over. Now the mental is an ongoing thing, whatever. But so they always sit with somebody. You know they that's like a thing. Sure. So they come out here to do that with her. To, to get away from city where she can't run and go give up and run into somebody. And, you know, this is the second time they've tried it. So they, they're all kind of deciding that they're going to keep her there. So it's it's like this perfect reason mm-hmm. why one person can be losing their mind and swearing they're seeing things and, oh, they got to go. And everybody mm-hmm. else is going, no, we're going to we're going to yeah. stick this one yeah, out, you know, in, yeah. instead of just having to have that that horror mm-hmm suspension of disbelief like well if if they just go call the cops then we don't have a movie yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's genius yeah i think it's so it's, genius. it's such a good i mean because you've even got the scene too like we're like because she's she's flipping out because she can smell something dead in the house yeah and they're like you're losing your mind no this is just part of it calm yep. down mm-hmm. and then they find the cellar yeah. They find the fruit cellar yep. with all the dead cats dead in cats it. Dead cats hanging yep. in there. <laughs> but, yeah. even, but even at that point, because she's like, no, you guys are crazy. I'm getting out of here. But they're still kind of like, all right, so there's dead cats. Okay, sorry. But you, you didn't see anything outside. No. You didn't see anything yeah. outside. Right. Yeah. You know, so like it's cool because like yeah. it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And yep. they don't believe her until they all start dying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, I do got to say that's early enough into the process where I find a basement full of dead cats and I'm throwing my junkie friend in the trunk and we're going back to civilization. And if it doesn't stick this time, we'll try it again. Yeah. You know. I love how they're just We're not at hour 70. We're at hour three. We're we're leaving. They just make that guy go get all those dead cats out of the basement (laughs) and, like, throw them in the trash can. And, like, by himself. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible job. Yeah. got it. No thanks. That's the other part. You guys would be like, go take care of those. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) No. Can we just put the rug back over there? Sit here and smell them for three days before I touch one. Yeah. Well, you know the other the other thing too is and and the other problem the, the maybe the only moment where I'm like mm, they made a mistake because when they pull that rug off the trap door leading into the basement, yeah. there's like a huge blood smear <laughs> into the basement, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. like yeah. you know like so well, and, that, and, and, that's yeah. not. And Somebody the door, put their hand and yeah. clean it up. Yeah. And the that's door had been broken thing. into and everything when they got there right. too, because that's what you know, the, the the one the time that they do make that mistake is when you're like, uh, someone came here and murdered a bunch of cats <laughs> right. after breaking in. We don't know when that was. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. probably wasn't yesterday, but might have been last week. Right. And he might still be yeah. living in the woods. You Maybe know? He's out collecting some more cats. Yeah. <laughs> if he comes back, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um. But I, man, I just this movie is so good, um, and they get to the end, and you know they 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 pull the big swerve at the end, and I think the end is really what puts it over the top to me. It's so good because they they get to the end, and they we read in the book earlier that there's this prophesied you know once once the book consumes five souls, the behemoth will appear, right? Yeah, and. Uh, Man, they get to the end, and it, it seems like David and Mia are going to escape. And David has totally been set up as like our Ash. Yeah, totally. Because know? Mia was the one that was possessed and yeah. locked in the yes. cellar the whole time, and she was like kind of controlling all of the chaos that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but he was able to fix her. Right. He was so, able to get her unpossessed. Yep. So, we, so he cleansed her. Yep. And they're about to leave, but then their other friend, the the, the friend they thought was dead. Yeah. Is a deadite, yeah, and and they, and David has to blow them both up in the cabin, yeah, with with Mia outside, and just that moment of like, okay, well, you know, and and, and that 
feels like such a because you know this these movies are always like happy ending. Oh, here's the swerve horror yep, ending. I know. And so that moment feels like such the like. Oh well, there was a swerve horror ending. You know, and and uh, you know how many movies I, I could see it easily being like you know big explosion. She stumbles back watching the cabin burn. Credits. Yeah, yeah. But instead of credits, it starts raining blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the behemoth crawls up out of the the earth and it's uh, such a great scene this whole scene this behemoth chases her around and tries to kill her and it's raining blood the whole time and and it's this capstone um she gets her hand it flips the jeep over on her man yeah she gets her hand stuck under the jeep well, we get um, we get the scene right before that though, where oh, she runs into the garage. And okay, we get, yeah. the, we get the great fan service moment because yep. she goes in there to grab a weapon, and then she looks up and sees the chainsaw. Yes, and she grabs the chainsaw, and that was real cool because yep. you're like, yes, yeah, here we go. yep. Um, yeah, so then we get the Jeep scene, yep, which Jeep is, scene. oh man, that thing flips that Jeep over and it lands on her arm. Yeah, and she has to, she rips her rips hand her off. own hand off. Yep. Oh, that scene is brutal. And and she she becomes our Ash at that moment. Man. And and it's again, it's it's a, that satisfying catharsis. Uh huh. Because she's had enough. Yeah. And you know, she even says, "I'm sick of this." Yeah. Rips her hand off, grabs the chainsaw. She, and, she shoves her hand through the handle yeah, of it, yeah. which is like, oh, this her is stump. fantastic. She shoves her stump. stump yes. <laughs> yeah. She shoves her stump through the handle of the chainsaw where you're like, okay, that's great. That's yes. good stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she just saws that thing in two. Man. Yeah. That thing is well, like, she like cuts its legs off first oh, and yeah. gets that crawling at her, you know. Yeah, well, that's when it was, that, that's because it flipped the Jeep off. She was uh, hiding under the Jeep. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's right. So, so it had already off. done that and then it flips it over. That's right. Yeah. And it's just crawling at her and she's got that, man, because that. Because it's not even that she just saws it in half. She just stabs that thing through the mouth with it. Uh-huh. And Blood Kano again. Yes. And Dude, like the, the imagery of that. with that with that peel yep. in half laying on the ground. Well, just when they have that shot on the, on the side of it there with that chainsaw going right through that thing's mouth and just yes. spewing yeah. everywhere or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. So it, good. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um. Yeah. And then it stops raining blood. Uh-huh. She has defeated the Deadites. And she hobbles off into the forest. She definitely died hobbling through the forest, right? Like, there is no way she made it back. She, there's no way she didn't bleed out <laughs> right. from ripping her arm yeah. off. I was going to say, uh, yeah, it was, what, 2013? I'd say we'll find out within three to five years here. Okay. <laughs> Depending yeah. on how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we definitely don't we get another one before that, because yeah. they they keep talking about making more. Well, we definitely are getting another one. Are we? It's called uh, Evil Dead Rise. Is it still Mia? It's not Mia. Oh, okay. It's Interesting. Um, so so Bruce Campbell has talked a lot about yep. it, and I've seen I've, I've even seen like interviews he's done during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So like that hasn't changed anything yet. Um, he did the third season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, and he says that's the end of Ash. Ash is over. Ash is retired. He won't do it again. Yeah. No. No, he has said that before. Right. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but well, also- but let, I mean, let's talk about that little teaser at the end of yeah. this one, too. It, it wasn't really a te- We didn't know if it was a teaser or what it was at the well, time. It, it, but yeah. when they roll the credits on this one after she goes hobbling off into the woods and um, the credits roll for a while and towards the end you get the recording it was, it was the same recording from the first one wasn't it yeah. yeah same recording so you get the recording from the, from the first, first one of the doctor uh, or the professor or whatever reading the 
um, you know, some of the words from the yep. Necronomicon or whatever. And then that goes away. And then once the final credit rolls, you get this silhouette of uh, a profile of Ash, of Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, looking up and just going groovy, and yeah. then like he just stares at the screen, and groovy. then you know yeah, pops so off. Great. And this is several years before they made this was Ash versus the Evil Dead. Two years before was it only two? Yeah, okay. twenty fifteen is when Ash versus Evil Dead launched. Um, so I don't yeah. remember that being like an official thing at the time because I remember th- you know every, the, all the speculation was well did that mean anything? Are they going to make more? Is Ash going to move into this? And then there was some speculation of like was that technically a remake was it technically like a soft sequel where does it land and actually i thought it had always landed on remake and i was just reading today that the the director has gone on record saying that he considers it a more of a soft sequel and sam raimi and bruce campbell yeah they've all confirmed that this is in the same universe as the original trilogy so which i didn't i didn't know originally how that like that's one of those kind of like ah yeah, fine, whatever, you know, like, it struck me as negative at first, and then within 30 seconds, I was like, all right, cool, so you know, I don't know if it adds to it, but I don't think it takes away from it at there, all. There's a lot of little, little hidden things in this movie, apparently, like Ash's broken down cars. Yeah, is the cars out there. there, yep. And, um, so there's the scene where, what's his name, the other guy, the long-haired guy, Eric, Eric tries to burn the Necronomicon, and it's not burning. And he mm. says something like, oh, I thought I can end it by burning it, but this book doesn't burn. That was apparently supposed to be a direct nod or a confirmation of why the book survived past the first movie. Okay. It didn't actually burn. It doesn't burn. It yeah. doesn't burn, yeah. Um, so that's supposed to be one of those little things. Yeah. And then um, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell both have specifically gone on the record and said that the, the plan with this was to do, the next movie was going to be called Army of Darkness 2, but it was going to be a sequel to this movie, and it was going to focus on Mia, but she was going to do the Army of Darkness thing, and then the third movie was going to bring Ash in to team up with Mia, oh. and we were going to have Ash and Mia together in a third Evil Dead movie, which was going to be the end. Yeah. But then Ash versus the Evil Dead, the series happened, and the studio decided that's the direction we're going. Okay. So those other two movies just totally got axed. Yeah. So that's what happened there. So they definitely were setting something up. Okay. Um, so that was more than just a little cameo at the end, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least like... Well, I like that show, with, but I, I would have liked to have seen that. I know. It's one of those things where you I'm know. like, man, Ash versus Evil Dead is really cool, and I'm glad it happened, but reading about this makes me kind of want to see what where that would have went. Yeah. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, everything Bruce Campbell is saying now, and everything he said about so the the next one, which they <clears throat> he he hopes will begin. It's in pre production. Mm-hmm. He hopes they'll be able to start filming next year, which means it'll probably be twenty twenty two when we get the movie. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead Rise is supposed to be in the city in a high rise. Oh, situation. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's it's not a continuation. What he says now is that that from now on, now that Ash and the Evil Dead is over and Ash is done, um, like from now on, all the Evil Dead movies will stand on their own. So everyone will be like its own story. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that there won't be a continued continuity. That they're not meant to be. You know, won't be a sequel because uh, they say it'll have a female protagonist, but it's not Mia. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so from now on, well, and that's and that's probably fine. Like you know, part of me since I, I I love continuity, I love things going together. I do think it's exciting to find out that this movie is technically part of the same universe. But as we were talking about, this movie stands on its own. Yeah. It's a really great horror movie. If they can do that again, yeah. with the concept, 
It's I'm, the I'm on board. It, it's the best movie in the series. It's a yeah far well, away. I think far you know. Away. Yeah, it's my favorite. <clears throat> I really you know. enjoyed it, and really it doesn't have to be. That wasn't necessarily a subjective, you know, like, uh, I, I think it is my favorite because of how well it works, yeah. but it wasn't even like, this is definitely like my favorite. It was just like, clear in a way, this is what these movies were supposed to be. And it was such a return to form and mm-hmm. then excelling beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's just no comparison with the quality on this thing. It is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So if they can bring me some more of those and they all stand on their own or they all go together... I don't care if they're that good, whatever. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, it's even totally, it, it's got, man, it's got that kind of torture porn feel to it. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. But it, but it's, but, you but know, it, but it's totally but it done. Cause, cause I, I hate the, um, hostels. Yeah. Um, one, one of our complaints about the, uh, the new, the, the remake of Friday the 13th was that it was like a little more like yeah. torture porn than it was like yeah. a slasher flick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Something about it in this one just worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Exactly. And I'm full of, yeah. when you make a movie that is just, you know, how do we get the character into the next scene where he can, I can't even think of the, of the right relation, but you know, when they're just, it's like, they're just going to do terrible things. Yeah. For the sake of doing terrible right. things, and that's it. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of draw. There's not a lot of suspense to that. You right. know, there's no. You're not rooting for anybody. You hate everyone in the movie. Yeah. Like the bad guys are <laughs> too bad to take seriously. The good yep. guys are too stupid to care about. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's just nothing there to it. When you get a situation like this, like there is a a good story involved yeah. in this there you can relate to some of the people or, or some of the events uh, there is a reason why things are going as terrible as they are like you're talking about the ultimate evil right. supernatural evil mm-hmm. so it makes sense when it keeps upping the ante on how terrible things go as opposed to just some guy in finland or whatever who yeah. likes to cut kids <laughs> yeah. up you know yeah <laughs> yeah um. So there's been a ton of games. Well, a ton. There's been several. I've only ever played. Yeah, them. I saw a list of them, and I'm like, yeah. I remember one, maybe two of these existing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I played. played I played Hail to the King. Yeah, Hail to the King was it great. Was, it was great. Huh. Um, and it was another one. You know, it was, it was like another PS2? one that. Uh, oh. yes, that's okay. where I played it. Um, and it, it was it, it was another installment that felt like kind of a separate universe to me. Yeah, it had all the it had all the elements. Um, but it was definitely like it was like an army, or well, it was like a Evil Dead one, but where Ash already had the chainsaw. The chainsaw hand, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, so yeah. it was, you know, so it kind of felt yeah. like another kind of. Well, it worked as one of those video game sequel types, like For when sure. they did that with Ghostbusters yes. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like this isn't a sequel, but it plays like one, and right. it's got the right voices, and I'm just happy with yeah, the experience so there. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's been. There's a musical. There's a musical. That was, <laughs> there, that was what I was, That was the mm-hmm. other thing I wanted to bring yep. up. There's a musical. Uh, I want to see Real Bad Habit. Yep. <laughs> I've got the soundtrack, but I've never seen the. Uh, I say I won't listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I usually don't appreciate a soundtrack unless I've seen the performance. For sure. First. For sure. I'm the same. So, 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 like, I, want, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a way to see it, and I wanted to hear it, and I like I've listened to it. I probably only listened to it twice at most yeah. and it's like i didn't get a lot out of it but you can tell listening to it like 
if you're not if you have no visuals to put it with musicals are always real real weird for me i don't get all the songs the first time i see it and i don't usually follow the story that closely mm-hmm. and then you know the ones i like i'll go and listen to the soundtrack four or five times and kind of get used to it and then i'll go watch it again and i can put it all together my, my brain will finally process it all as one thing now yeah. and now i can decide whether or not i love it yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. so i've only got half the experience with this one but uh if i can find a yeah. good venue to, to try it out i would love to for sure well guys mm. seems like this is a franchise that we're going to get some more installments of yeah, that's I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming well, we'll get it. Let's be honest. Ninety percent of the things we've done, we're going to get more installments of at some point. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. Or don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <clears throat> and especially in the franchise craze we're currently in, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's ever going. You on. know, I, that's <laughs> the one thing I almost forgot to bring up. The, the most disappointing thing to me by far in the existence of these movies was the. Uh, the, the, the promise we had in the mid-aughts of uh, when studios were starting to actually work together on stuff, and there was a lot of buzz around Freddy yeah. versus Jason versus Ash yep. after Freddy versus Jason was so successful. Yes. Because that came out and made a ton of money, and yeah. everybody really enjoyed it. And there yeah. was supposed to be a bunch of those coming after that, and it's one of the weird few times in Hollywood where they had a formula that worked, and instead of overdoing it and ruining it, they just completely didn't do any more of it, really, at all for a well, while. Well, the one the one thing Hollywood hates worse than not making money is sharing money. Yeah. So that's just oh, not a thing sure. that's going to yep. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I was... believe there is a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash uh, comic book line. I think you're right. I think that's you're right. Yeah, that I think they did right. it in the comics. Yeah. I, think, I think that Ash fight the Cenobites in the comics, too. I think there's an Ash Whoa, pinhead. what a great... I think I think that that works yeah. so perfect. Yeah. yeah, more hell demons. Why yeah. not? That's yeah. perfect for Ash to fight. I think. Ooh, I think I like you know what? I I would uh, I'd be all in if they would start doing some of these in animated form. Man, me too. Yeah. How they cool could, totally could that be? That off. Yeah, they do. Plenty uh, of now that we've got, animation. yeah, I was gonna say now that adult animation is a thing. Yeah, I mean, half, well, of, like half all, of the yeah. DC animated films. I was about to say, like even with the superhero films. craze, you, yeah. you get some really great animated yeah. installments of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't do they it with totally horror. Totally do that. They could totally yep. do that. Somebody call Hollywood. Get them on this. <laughs> well, guys, before we wrap, we do have we do have a format to follow with the freak easy. Mm. So. Who is your favorite character? And for this one, normally, normally we we pull out uh, the villain. The villain. So we can't pick the Necronomicon. Well, for this one, I'm gonna pull out Ash. Yeah, oh, it's okay. tough. So, so it's obviously easy to go to Ash. It's easy to go to Ash. I mean, me is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's um, like a default the, at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. the default because man, that her whole hero scene is epic yeah uh it's so great so like she's just the easy default after ash is ripped out yep um if just to avoid the 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 default one um if i had to pick one from the movies uh what was i can't remember his name though the other not arthur but the other the other king yeah the other king yeah like he he was so subtle but like just Every time he was on there, like at the beginning when they were just taking him all to their death, and he's just like, "Bah," you know. <laughs> and then they end up escaping and getting away or whatever, and then they show back up at the end. Like that guy was just—he didn't hardly say or do anything, yeah. but he just seemed like 
the fact that he was taking all of this in stride <laughs> was interesting to me. If we're allowing Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, I like that little sidekick guy a lot. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name, right? Yeah. yeah. But as I've watched, uh, I've, I've only watched like half the first season of that, but yeah. uh, but that dude entertains me quite a bit. Yeah, he's about, good. About not Merlin. <laughs> not Merlin? Uh, when, he's, when he's yelling at Ash about the, the magic words. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I mostly said them. <laughs> yeah. You said why did maybe I didn't book. say maybe yeah. I didn't say yeah, every little <laughs> tiny syllable. Yeah, you said if I yeah, but basically I said them. Yeah. I could send you back, but you're endangering <laughs> the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Quatu Ferrata necktie. Necktie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. So, I think we need to give an honorable mention to David. Who is the brother in the new one? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he seems so. He he is the one set up through that whole movie as the new Ash. Uh huh. And he is no Ash. Right. But he does a really good job of anchoring that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. like like he is really holds that movie together while while Mia is a deadite for most of sure, it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he yeah. really he really anchors it well. Yeah. Well, he's about- no Ash. Ash. He's a reasonably decent like first movie Ash for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, shout out to Eric for taking the most punishment out Man. of any character in any of these movies. Man, dude. That dude got stabbed in the well, eye with a needle. He got shot with a whole bunch of nails <laughs> with a nail gun. He got his he got, he got his hand split in half by that crowbar. crowbar. Oh, I mean, yeah. that dude yeah, got yeah, beat up yeah. by every oh, deadite in the house. Yep. I mean. Yeah. Remember that chick uh, cut her own arm off with that carving knife? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was see, that was fun, too. That was like the Because that e- felt the like a chainsaw hands. moment, yeah, you know, hands. type thing. I know, because I was joking. Up, yeah. I was like, oh, please attach that electric kitchen knife to your arm and make that. <laughs> well, you know, I was. I'm a turkey. Yeah. I also loved that they, that they did the callback to the evil hand, but, like, you know, the fighting your own hand would not have fit in that movie. Right. So it was like, it gave us both. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I love, too, that, like, it didn't even work. Like, she cut yeah. she cut her hand off to yeah. stop the possession. Yeah. She still totally got yep. possessed. Right. Like, I feel much better now. <laughs> oh, and then two minutes later, she's murdering everybody yep. with a... Yeah. Yeah. Nail gun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, so other honorable mention. Well, not other honorable mention. My pick is uh, Annie in Evil Dead 2. The one who is the professor's daughter. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She shows up. Her boyfriend gets turned into a deadite. And she's just right away like, well, I better translate these books so we can figure out what's going on. <laughs> you know? like, like, she's yeah. great. She jumps yeah. right into that movie ready to go. All right. Character you liked. The li- character you looked the most forward to getting getting murdered. Scotty in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's ready for it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the guy that was running around the whole time, just like ah, whatever. This yeah. is, you're ridiculous. That's stupid. You know, he was that guy yeah. the whole time, and it's just like can't wait to see him get dead eyed because because <laughs> he's the one running around yelling at everybody who's dying. And yeah, well, yeah, and even after he had even after he chopped the one girl up with an axe, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was still he was still like this is this is crazy. We got to get out of here. <laughs> like this is you know this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. Yeah. And then uh, obviously like uh, hillbilly trucker guy. Yeah, I was about to say I'm, I'm going Cletus and T. Yeah, Cletus, yeah. Cletus. That's what we yeah. were calling him. Was Cletus. Yeah, Cletus. Cletus. We were ready for Cletus to go. Uh, Jake was his name. Okay. <laughs> Apologies to all of our listeners named Cletus. <laughs> no offense. It is, just, is that a name? Just felt right. <laughs> um, see, see, and and I, I was saving uh, him for my. Uh, 
or I was saving Eric in the new one. Um, cause when, like he was, he was being such a jerk in the beginning. And then even though, even though he pulls the book out of the basement and everybody tells him not to mess with it. Yeah. And yeah. he reads that anyway. And so like, and he is going out of his way. Like he, like, in, cause in, in that Necronomicon, people have scribbled out all the words and, and written warnings and like red ink all through yeah. it. And he's still like, like he takes like pencil tracings to figure out what it used to say yeah. and then reads them. And I'm just like. You deserve everything that's yeah. coming to you. And, and he, he dies horribly and, for that whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he like, does. yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes. And it was funny, too, because it wasn't even like... He wasn't doing it to freak people out. He wasn't doing it to throw was, caution to the wind or was, laugh in the face of danger. He was sitting in a corner by himself, just yeah. doing it just to do it. He's curious <clears throat> like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, like... He's the one that read it, and he's the one that brought this on everybody. But then he was also the guy trying to warn everybody about it the rest of the time, and everybody was brushing him off. Yeah. Because he kept finding the pages <laughs> and seeing the things that were about to happen before yep. they happened, mm-hmm. and he was making the connections. And even when that started happening, everybody was like, Psh, yeah. get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. yeah. Would you listen to that guy? <laughs> Maybe not. All right. Here's what we came for. Favorite death. Oh man. Um Dang. Well, me a chainsawing that demon in half at the end that we just talked about was pretty fantastic. Yeah, face peeled on the ground yeah. like you saw the eyes on either side. That yep. was insane. That was insane. So that was really good. Um crap, what else? I always love uh in the first one, um, and in the recap, when Ash shovel decapitate decapitates his girlfriend, yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. I always love that one. <laughs> and then her skeleton does ballet outside, holding her head. <laughs> yeah. Yes, in an yeah. amazing stop motion scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give uh, honorable mention to the little piece of my soul that dies every time I watch that chick lick that. Uh, the box cutter. Yeah. But I guess I'll give the actual win to Evil Ash getting catapulted into the air and exploding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Alright guys. You ready for the the bonus round? Oh, there's a bonus round. There's a bonus round. I was born ready. Favorite Ash quote. Oof. Not ready. <laughs> It can't be groovy. It can't be groovy. Can't be groovy. <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't even think. Yeah, let's say the. Uh, I mean, the one. The one liner. You know, give me some sugar, baby. I was gonna great. say, give me yeah. some sugar, baby. Uh, give me some like sugar, baby. Yeah. Hail to the king. Hail to the yeah. king, baby. I think I. Uh, I think I probably get the most joy out of that. Uh, and he does it two or three times at least when he's doing the, uh, well, maybe not all of it, but basically I said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's yeah, the point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't say every syllable. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say every little tiny single syllable. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. he does that at the end it. too when he's telling the story to the guy at the S-Mart and he's like, well, so did you say it or whatever? And he's like, yeah, basically I said it. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, I always love in, in the beginning when he's recapping in the beginning of Army of Darkness. 
where he's just like uh, he, he he's like he's like I got in my hand and it went bad, so I lopped it off with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just something to say. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's just a thing. Yeah. Well, well I mean, that, he does that same recap at the beginning of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, and he yeah. Basically says it all again. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that just flashed into my head too. The uh, that whole uh, uh, next one of you primates even touches me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my boomstick. This is my boomstick. I uh, I also I, I think my favorite Ash moment. I don't know if it's much of a quote. But my favorite Ash moment is when he cuts his hand off in the second one. Who's laughing now? <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, I love because he stands, his, he stabs his hand, and and as the hand is like impaled on this knife, he just goes. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, now it's your turn, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I also love that moment. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a great moment. He cuts off his hand. But that's totally, I feel like, where the switch flips. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he's goes on the offensive with with the deadites you know yeah. like like he's not he's not just losing his mind he's not yeah. playing yep. you know he's not playing defense anymore it's like all right cool i chop <laughs> off my own hand and then we'll go heads up because that's where like then he put a coffee can on top of it and then he put three books on top of that one and one of them was a farewell to arms yeah, yeah. or whatever but then we were talking about that when i watch it because that coffee can starts moving around and i'm like that his hand was just dragging his like unconscious <laughs> body across yeah. the floor yeah. why did he think three books on a coffee can was gonna slow it down <laughs> oh my God. you know that scene is also it's also a super bananas payoff to that super silly scene where he's like smashing scenes you know what i mean like, yeah. like right before like, i mean 30 seconds before he's he's lopping off his wrist with a chainsaw he's smashing himself in the face with glasses he grabs himself by the back of the head and <laughs> does like a flip on the you know yeah, and he does the flip. yeah you know so like you know, just when you're like, is this too goofy? <laughs> this might be too goofy. Then he saws his hand off with a chainsaw, and you're like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> yep. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, These movies are super fun. I love them so much. <laughs> and it um, is. It's like, such it's easy like, watches. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I wouldn't call the 2013 one an easy watch. But no, yeah. But the first three yeah. are just, I mean, we... They, they fly by. Well, and they, we watched, was, we watched was, one, two, three, and the first episode of Ash yeah. the Evil Dead in one sitting. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Like, just flew and, that, and that's the other thing, too. Like, they all flow together. Yeah. Like, even the old ones into the remake, if you want to look at it as, as a reboot, you, reboot, you can still make it flow fine. And also, they're four totally different movies. Yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> well, guys... That's the Evil Dead. Mm. Hope you enjoyed talking about it. Hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about it as much as we enjoyed watching these movies. Uh, let us know. What's, what's your favorite Ash quote? Ooh, I like it. Hit it up in the comments below. Uh, like, comment, subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're watching us on your favorite podcasting app, whether it's the Apple Podcast, the uh, Google Podcast, Yahoo Music, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you find us. Make sure you rate us mm-hmm. so we get up in that algorithm. That's right, man. Leave us a review if you can do that. Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week oh, with... Oh, I'm so excited for next week. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to really turn up the camp next week. Man, uh, Ghoulies is next week. Ghoulies! So we're going to check out the four Ghoulies. That's if those you... little toilet monsters, right? Yep. Yes, nice. little toilet I'm goblins. I'm so excited. 
<laughs> so if you can find Ghoulies, make sure you give them a watch so you can follow along with us as we are covering Ghoulies next week right here on the Freak Easy. Same freak time, same freaky channel. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs>